And my rule is like, if an animal can kill don't you, turn your do back not turn to your back it. <laughs> you need to know if you're going to die, look at it now. You don't want to, uh, and here's the thing. You don't want to see your own death coming through a cell phone screen. Scotch. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to episode 101 of Coffee with Butterscotch, the game dev comedy podcast of Butterscotch Shenanigans. I'm Seth and I'm the games programmer. I'm Adam and I'm the HTTP request authorizer. I'm Sam and I'm the VEC deck. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what that means, it's but like I like a, it. It's like a pec deck for vectors. Oh! What's a so pec deck? Oh, like the exercise. Equipment. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you can juice your vets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> get yeah. flex get those. swole. Uh, oh, also, today is June 6th, 2017. Before we start, we have a warning. Anything could happen on this show. There's going to be some bad words. <laughs> so if you don't want those, get out of here. It's also 6-6, six, six, which is two-thirds of the devil's number. Two-thirds of the devil. Yeah, so watch out. Two-thirds of a devil. Something that, coming at you. Something a little bad might happen today. But there's just two-thirds bad. Yeah. There's two-thirds bad. It's going to be so, one-third fine. Yeah, so mm-hmm. when something bad happens today, be like, that could have been 50% worse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because as we all know, three-thirds is 50% more than two Which is really right. confusing. It is confusing. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 Every time you're using percents, you should always just step back and think, this probably doesn't mean what I think it <laughs> It's very confusing. Yeah. Whenever you're thinking about percents, just think, I'm wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wrong about this. Uh, Fractions are hard. Fractions are hard. Percents are harder. And it's even harder if you mix them. Although, the one that drives me the, the craziest is when people say something like, it's twice as slow. Well, think about this. Yeah, like, what the fuck does that mean? Think about this, though. The, opposite of, so two, many the opposite of two-thirds is three halves, which is, fit, which is 150%. I mean, I, mean right? I know that. That's true. Right, so two-thirds times three halves? What do you mean the opposite? It's the inverse, right? It's not the opposite, but it is the inverse. It's the the inverse. opposite would be negative two-thirds. Yeah. Mm. Slippery. No, the opposite language. would be G. That's, That's the true, opposite yeah. of two-thirds. Right. All right, so uh, <laughs> let's get into the news. The news is, this week, some things happened. Yeah. We're going to talk about it. First thing, <laughs> first thing, we got over 1,600 ratings on the Shenanigan. Yeah. Is that is that as in, like... 1600 person check mark thingies, or like because each one has a multiple ratings, too. That's like each, five categories. Each, so, each we had a batch we had 100, of them. So, the Shenanigan Jam, just to recap, the Shenanigan Jam was a game jam that we threw together uh, last weekend, a couple weekends ago, yeah. and it was to celebrate our 100th podcast episode. And we got 132 game submissions in the Shenanigan Jam, which was super cool. Mm-hmm. But even cooler is we opened up those games for rating so that people could get feedback about how well they did and they could kind of see just where their game landed uh, sort of in the in the hierarchy. And we had categories like balance, fun, weirdness, graphics, music, stuff like that. And, and so, graphics. Graphics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, graphics. It correctly. And so in order to uh, in order for a rating to be counted, you had to you had to rate every category. Mm-hmm. So so if you go to a game, you check all the boxes, you say how good it was in every category that counts as one rating. Um, and so there were over sixteen hundred ratings, yeah. which means on average, any given game was rated something like 15 ish times. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty cool. That is pretty cool. cool. Um, so everybody really took it seriously. Yeah, and made awesome. it a point. Some people I probably went through and read, tried to rate every game. I know some people definitely did. And there was mm-hmm. also a, uh, not a Twitch streamer, but a Mixer streamer, which I don't know what Mixer is, but I think it's, it's like just Twitch. Twitch. It's, a, it's a streaming service. Mm-hmm. And they are still to this day playing the Shenanigan <laughs> games because they, they put out a schedule where they have like a 12-day schedule. Every day they're going to play, you know, 10 to 15 
shenanigan games. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I want this to be impossible for them next time because we have so many games. There you go. Step it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the the goal is to get so many games that they, they can't can, finish by the next. They time can't finish by the next jam, and yep. then they just they're just in a Our perpetual, games will blot out the sun. They're just yeah. in a perpetual hellish whatever, just <laughs> treadmill of of game playing. Um, so that's pretty cool. We're yeah, really cool. excited. We, well, we, we looked at a few of the uh, the uh, top sort of crop of them, and I think we'll probably. Be putting a video together sometime in the end of this week or beginning of next week, which is just a, a playthrough where we get to go through and um, you know dive into a bunch of the top rated games and see kind of how they fare. There's a few of them that look really cool. Um, yeah, which I'm really excited about. So. Yeah, and also of course the rating was it was part of our own selfish motivation of we don't unfortunately have time to play every game. Correct. But we wanted to do a thing where we make a YouTube video and kind of show some of the cool games that came the out highlights. of this thing. But in order for us to figure out what games were the best, you know, it would just take mm-hmm. a really long time to play through the ball and men make judgments like that. So we we offshored it mm-hmm. to the community uh, to figure out which games were the most, you know, polished and everything like that. So so we're going to grab yeah the top whatever, make a little cool video out of it. Um, also, we have been working on our next game, which came from the Shannon Jam. Uh, it's currently, it's internally being referred to as Snuppies. The original name was Snuppy Rustlin'. We don't know what the final name is going to be. Probably not that. It's definitely not <laughs> Snuppies. Um, mm-hmm. but we're also kind of doing a, a little bit more of an open development mm-hmm. model for this thing. It seems like just because of the fact that it came, already. The fact that <laughs> came out of the jam, which means we can't really keep it secret, mm-hmm. you know, cause it's out there. Um, and so we've actually made the the patch notes publicly accessible, mm-hmm. which is also the bit.ly link for it. Yeah. Bit.ly slash Snuppy's patch notes. Nice. Mm-hmm. All uh, lowercase. All, all lowercase. Okay. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and that's also the place where we are sort of, we are dumping our design repositories when we come up with ideas that we want to put into the game. You know, those are going into there. Um, you can also see all the things that are on deck, the things that are currently being worked on. And so it's just a Google doc that mm-hmm. we're just kind of actively uh, updating, but I don't know. It's uh yeah. If you're interested to see how the how the sausage is made, mm-hmm. then go look at that. Yeah, you and might so wish you hadn't seen. It. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so we treat we treat every sort of every day basically as a new incremental version of the game. And so you'll see on our patch notes, you'll just see you know version zero point zero point five with a date on there, and then you'll be able to see what changes went into the game. Um, and so it's it's already departing pretty pretty significantly, sub- significantly from the uh, jam version and it's only going to continue to do so mm-hmm. and we're also really taking advantage of our new uh, skeletal animation tool or toy or whatever whatever, we, whatever we want to call it <laughs> uh, to to overhaul all the characters and make some really cool just totally bizarre things yeah so the the first uh, the first deck that we're building out is this is this really aggressive uh play style deck which has a lot of sort of re- retaliation style moves in it so Things that trigger when uh, when one of your buddies gets hit by something, uh, the buddy will retaliate and do something either to players around them or to the uh, the main player themselves. Or things like uh, you know the dying wish concept or death rattle from Hearthstone, which we call last breath. So if they die, then they do something terrible also. So it's this very this really aggressive feeling deck, and uh, the sort of vibe of the of the creatures that go with it are what we refer to as horn squishes. So yeah, they're very there were some weird. Combination between like a gel and a crab and lots of pokey things, and they for some reason oftentimes just hold their eyes. Yeah, they've got <laughs> they've got an unusual relationship with their eyes. Yeah, I mean, where else are you gonna put them? 
You know, you don't just want to leave them laying around. Aren't yeah. we all just holding our eyes? Yeah. Yeah. With, yeah. Our, My favorite, with our eye socket hands. The favorite character so far <laughs> is uh, Sam and Tief are coming up with these character concepts. And then they're like, here we go. This character is like, it kicks things. Okay. And it's literally a, a foot with an ankle and then a hand on top of the ankle holding an eyeball. <laughs> and then they, they hand this off to me. And I'm like, how am I, how am I supposed to animate this? This doesn't have a lot of parts. This doesn't have a lot of parts. I got it though. Yeah, it looks it's awesome. like a weird, it's like a weird floppy spring. <laughs> it's like, no, it's like the, it's like the lamp from Pixar. That's actually what oh, it looks yeah. like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So when it jumps, it kind of like bends forward <laughs> and then like whips Flings its head back up. and flips itself up. Can't wait to see if it kicks something across the map. Yeah. So what, to make it kick things, we we'll have to do a backflip thing. Mm-hmm. And the other fun part is um, in the jam game when your characters steal a Snuppy, which is that's like the goal of the game is to steal Snuppies. When your character stole a Snuppy, the Snuppy would just kind of be drawn on top of their head because it's a jam game and, yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah. And so now uh, we had to make sure that with all with these more elaborate animations that the Snuppies draw themselves in the right place. And so now the Snuppies have like a, a carry point that they get sort of attached to on the character. And so it's especially funny with this character that's like whipping its head around because <laughs> the Snuppy gets like stuck to its head and then when it's like whipping its head around the snuffy is being whipped around <laughs> with it and it's pretty exaggerated and hilarious so, uh, so we got all kinds of kinds of cool stuff yeah if you want to keep an eye on are that are we posting any you know gifts and stuff publicly or how, what are we gonna do i don't know we gotta we gotta figure out because we've been we've been keeping things pretty under wraps for our other game project mm-hmm. our bigger game project code name whatever we said the code name was yeah um so but brunch i think is it been a long brunch. It's been a long brunch. <laughs> We've uh, had many mimosas. <laughs> yeah, we're all messed up on mimosas. But uh, I think I don't know. We're I mean we're we're keeping pretty open on this one, and we also we do have a Snuppies channel in our uh, community Discord as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know we're we're uh, we're just going to be talking about it. Yeah, I mean, whatever comes may, out comes out. I yeah, guess we may do some devlog stuff. I think later on once we get a few of the visual changes. Done. Yeah, once it's a little so more it looks stabilized. a little more. Yeah, because. Yeah. The thing is, like, we're still actually very much in flux as to how it's going to turn out. And so, like, whether or not, the, the big discussion today was whether or not there there will actually be cards. Yeah. So, right. literally everything's on the table. Everything's up for grabs. Um, mm-hmm. So, things are very, so there's the very wibbly-wobbly right now. This is the early early stages of development. So, the, the problem we had with the crash lands is actually that by talking about it so early, so many articles that came out around launch time referenced the stuff from our original blog post. Mm-hmm. But it was usually was just wrong. the images. Usually just images. people would would take new updated store descriptions and stuff, and then they would just search for crashlands. Well, the first the first images we ever posted were the ones that had the most views mm-hmm. because they were just on the internet longer. Right. So you Google crashlands, then you see this old ass GIF of outdated art with yep. mechanics that don't exist. Yep. And then they'd be like, here it is. And they just so put that in their article. That's the one thing we're trying to figure that. out. Yeah. And then that, that propagates that image. That image gets well, more Well, we views. could just use Snapchat because it's all temporary anyway. Mm, get a snap story going yeah whatever that means but yeah, yeah definitely yeah that sounds good Gotta but then, we, then we'd have to do that oh yeah so that's the problem there with is that. we not that's probably that strategy we, we could that. definitely not do it <laughs> just not do it um all right so that's kind of where snuppies is or whatever the hell I'm really it's excited called for this one it's gonna, it's be, gonna good. be good we also realized that our our I, I think part of the secret to our magic Wait, sauce. I know what you're going to say, but we have, we have a question about this. Oh, okay. So sure. I want to, we'll hit that out of okay. moment. Sure. Okay. Sure. Uh, but also speaking of people being interrupted, you have, <laughs> you have <laughs> a, a, a interrupted hiking story. I do. What does this mean? Okay. So that's a fantastic segue. So, <laughs> um, so last Saturday, 
my wife and I wake up and we're like, let's go, let's go outdoors. Let's go get some out some of doors vitamin nature in our bloodstreams mm, and in uh, your BSs. And we Google around and we find there's this, there's this trail outside of St. Louis called the Lewis and Clark trail. It's got tons of great reviews. Are you sure it's not Lois and Clark trail? Yes. Okay. And travel a harder <laughs> to climb. It's, mm-hmm. And the basic fly. point is that after about 20 minutes of going through this trail, you end up on these bluffs and stuff because Missouri actually has a bunch of these like limestone bluffs and all this stuff. Uh, once you get kind of outside of the St. Louis proper area. So we drove, we drove out there really excited because I haven't actually gone hiking in a while. And also like the shingle stuff kind of finally started dying down last week. So I'm starting to feel a little bit better and uh, get out there and we pull up to the part where like, we're almost to this place, which is very remote out in the middle of nowhere. And, uh, and there's like a traffic person sort of like handling some traffic. And then we see a ton of runners and Diane and I both are looking at each other like, what was happening? And so we pull into the, to the parking lot for this trailhead and there's like 80 people there and there's some music and there's like some big race flags. And we pull up and Diana's like, I don't know if we should go in there because I think they're running a race. You should go on in the there. trail. And I was like, no, like we're here. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm sure it's not gonna be that, but it looks like they haven't even started yet. They didn't look mm-hmm. like they started. So I was like, you know, we might, they might be starting at like nine because we got there about 820 or so. So I said, let's just, let's just get going. And so she's like, all right. So we throw on our stuff. Start walking and immediately get beset by mosquitoes. So, yeah. just like and we had, we had we had bug sprayed up like crazy, but just well, the, what kind of bug spray do you use? Uh, I don't know. Just like the deep. You want to use one. you want to use axe. That really just <laughs> yeah, kills really mosquitoes. It keeps literally everything. It's away. everything yeah. will be dead. And it's also best if you because it's also super flammable. So if you just light it so that you're just on fire. Yeah. What flame. you want to do is yeah. What you want to do is just douse yourself in axe. Set yourself on fire. Yeah. And mosquitoes. Calm walk through the woods. Yeah. So it's kind of like. It's really uh, good mosquito repellent. You know how those, there's those candles, that, like when you burn them. Citronella. Yeah. So if you do that, yeah. but just on yourself, mm. you know, just, yeah, it keeps those mosquitoes. Well, yeah. So apparently I didn't apply the repellent correctly, yep. but uh, well, so we, we're walking through the woods getting eaten alive. And then about every 20 seconds, about two minutes into our journey, but every 20 seconds, a runner runs by. So again, like we're trying to get out in the woods to be away from humans. And then mm-hmm. every 20 seconds, like clockwork. And the, the trail is narrow enough that to get off we now, well, we actually now can't walk next to each other. So yeah. we can't even like have a conversation while this is happening. We nice. have to walk single file to make room for this endless stream of runners that every 20 seconds is blitzing by. And so after about 10 minutes, it's like we're walking in and I think both of us were hoping that it was going to stop or something. <laughs> it's like but a weather it just kept going. It turned out it was it's a just, marathon. So it did. So it did. <laughs> okay. So here's the thing. It's an 82 mile trail race what? relay race you can do it with a team of three or six oh, so it's like people just running marathons back to back basically just and, all day and it takes the whole day <laughs> and so so we get through we're walking and then at uh, some point we stop because uh we had to like step off because there's another couple runners and then we got passed by this boy scout troop of like 15 people and i was just like what the fuck like it's, it's like being in chicago on the streets so i was like what is happening <laughs> you're supposed to be in nature and so we stop and then i like the immediate the cloud of mosquitoes like stops with us and i see them for the first time and they're huge and they're, so they're just like, they're like the size of mice. Make an eye it's like contact. a jurassic yeah. park sort of a situation yeah you know we're staring at each other Our down fucking jumanji and, yeah. and like, <laughs> like stabbing through your backpack yeah. and i was like i'm <laughs> Diana look at each other and and they, we start you know trying to spray up on the bug spray and at some point I was just like fuck this yeah I didn't come here for this <laughs> just fuck it just fuck <laughs> and so we 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 book it back so we take us like so you joined the race basically basically going the other way 
And of course, every every like salmon now every like fifteen <laughs> seconds or so because we're going against the flow. Uh, now another you're, runner now you're hitting more runners. My favorite part was every time they'd be like, "Oh, good morning." And you're like, and fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a good morning. It was. Like, hey. uh, and then we get back and uh, and then we were laughing because it was, you know that, where's that phrase, uh, an attempt was made? Yeah. Like, that's what that felt like. Because yeah. it took us, it took us <laughs> half an hour to drive out there. So <laughs> we were there for half an hour mm-hmm. before we got enraged and left. Mm-hmm. And it took us, so we drove so you more. Did a, you didn't go for a hike, but you did make a hiking attempt. Yes. An attempt for a whole made. morning. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not about the destination. It's about being interrupted constantly. It's about sure. getting harassed by <laughs> people, mosquitoes, yeah. you know, whatever. But I I think it's fair to say that with the mosquito stuff, you did get a lot of nature. I did. Yeah. So it was inserted into my bloodstream. <laughs> Yeah, sort of so, give and take. Well, I mean, remember, like nature take, used really. to be just a thing that killed people all the time, right? So I think the the best way to get close to nature is to have nature just eat you a little bit, mm. because that that's and truly a good what brings re- you back it's to a good your reminder. Yeah. So I mean, like the best thing to do, I think, is to go on a paleo diet, you know, like mm-hmm. like our ancestors did, and then just go get eaten by things. Well, it depends up. on which ancestors you're talking about, though, because you yeah, know yeah. the paleo diet people eat like lots of nuts and berries and stuff, but if you want to do like a like an Inuit paleo, mm-hmm. you know, just go yeah, yeah. straight for blubber. Yep. Just blub, yep. nothing but blubber. But then also all day, every day. get eaten by a beluga whale. Get eaten by a beluga Which whale. Which is a little tricky because the they're not great at eating people, but you know. <laughs> they have huge molars. Yeah. That's all they, they got. Do. Yeah. It's really painful. You gotta they're really, you gotta really cows. get yourself in there. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. Did you guys yeah. see that video of that sea lion grabbing someone off of a pier? Yeah, yeah. it was great. It's pretty, incredible. Pretty, pretty, pretty terrifying. <laughs> Isn't this interesting though how people talk about like the beauty of nature and being like, I want to oh, go dude. out into nature and so stuff. This, and there's there's this that's park. because we don't have it anymore. Well, there's this park. We get to, we get to have, we get to have, we get to take it in small doses. Well, weirdly. And so in, in St. Louis there, in the surrounding area of St. Louis, there's, there's a tiger sanctuary. There's what? a, yeah. Like within an hour of the city, there's a worldwide bird sanctuary, which has like all, all the raptors in it. Of course, there's tons of huge eagles. But, but How close? Raptors, not lost raptors. Okay. There's a lone elk uh, park. Just so one elk is in there. No, yeah. there's just a shitload of elk and then well, bison. That's, that's false advertising. And <laughs> when you when you go into the bison area, like the elk one, you can walk around and you know, like go on trails and stuff. But you have to be in your car and you drive over this gate. It it feels like you're going into Jurassic Park. <laughs> like it is this huge iron gate, but and it's got like they don't play Jurassic Park music on your way. No, they definitely should. The <laughs> and then you see these things and they're just enormous. But the crazy. So we, Dan and I, went to uh, Lone Elk and we're walking around. And the elk are super chilled out for whatever reason. They just don't give a shit. So they're all just kind of sunning themselves in this huge pack next, right next to the visitor center. Mm-hmm. And of course, these are these are enormous animals. Yeah, they could kill you. They could kill you just if they wanted to. Yeah. You would die. There's nothing you can yeah. do about it. And you can't punch your way out of that. No. Scenario. And it blew my mind because people were just people were just like strolling on up, like having a conversation, and then they they would want to take a selfie. Yeah, so and my rule is like, if an animal can kill don't you, turn your do back not turn your back on. You need to know if you're going to die, look at it now. You don't want to, uh, and here's the thing. You don't want to see your own death coming through a cell phone screen, <laughs> you know, because you're going to be looking at that selfie and you're like, I feel like this elk is getting closer. That's true. That reminds <laughs> me of, I saw some video of a, of a guy getting out of his car and running up towards a tornado. Like we had, he to was videoing a, it the whole time. Selfie. And they turned it towards himself to take a selfie. And then he died. And then he ran back to his car and then like, I started driving and like things were hitting his car as he's going. Oh I was like, God. what kind of a fucking insane person? <laughs> it's weird now because uh, like you can't. It's like if you take a picture of something, if you're not in it, you weren't really there. It doesn't count. You know, well, I think you got to count. make sure you squeeze your narcissism really into every. But photo. I think it's true that it actually doesn't count because since everybody has a camera everywhere they go now, oh, you, a you really can't tell. It's actually like thumbprinting stuff. Yeah. Right? So it's, yeah, this it's, is also it's your why watermark. I just, 
don't take yeah. pictures of things because why not just enjoy them instead? That's true. But anyways, like these these elk, people are just walking up within like maybe 10 yards, which I guarantee you an elk could just jump and fucking kill you. Like it's just, it would be done. It would be done in a second. Yeah. And they're just strolling up and then chatting loudly and then taking pictures. And then especially when the camera shutter goes off yeah. on, a, on a selfie phone it's next loud. to a huge animal, yeah. it's like, ka-ching! Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Well, imagine if one of those phones started ringing. Yeah. Some kind of crazy music. Oh, somebody probably used like a tiger noise as their ringtone or something. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. People have no fear. Well, this was, this was no like fear. my uh, my story from our Squeaky Elk episode mm-hmm. when we went to the when we went to the Rocky Mountains at Estes Park and there was and there was elk mating season and people would you'd have see like 20 cars pulled up because there was a, a male elk trying to attract mates. <laughs> people would get out of their cars and they would form a circle around the animal to mm. take pictures of it. Do not do this. <laughs> These are murder machines. <laughs> They're murder don't, beasts. don't surround it and make a lot of weird noises. <laughs> Why is it that people don't understand? Is it because I think we're so, because we're so far from Nate? Like we always have walls. We always have a roof over our heads. You but know? it can't just be that. Is, is it also because every time we're, we're shown animals, it's like in the context of cute cartoons where they're your buddies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You, people need to know. Yeah. You know, this is, a, this is a PSA. These used to be animals will kill you. These, yeah. Used, yeah. <laughs> yeah. These used to be things that like entire tribes of people would spend generations perfecting how to murder these animals or without avoid. without getting killed in the yeah. process, you know, because yeah. you would. So just don't stay in your car. You know, just take pictures from afar. Animals are dangerous. Yep. Dangerous. Uh, Wonder Woman. Yeah. Let's talk about Wonder Saw Woman. Saw that thing on Sunday. I'm, I'm just going to say it. really damn good. Yeah. You do yourself do yourself a favor. Maybe do some friends and your family a favor. Go see that movie. I know a lot of people were concerned you mean by leaving them and not being in their company, or by yes. taking them with you. To no, also just see the just movie. leave them behind. Go enjoy it by yep. yourself. Nice. And I know a lot of people were concerned <laughs> because this is DC. We're talking about and that was track record has been medium. One of the late. One of the funniest things I saw was there's a you know big article on the impact of the movie, and it's it's just blown up all over the place and. Talking about the biggest, it's the biggest box office uh, hit by a female lead, I think, and then and by director. a director as well. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's just crushing a bunch of things. And so there's this article written up. I think it was on Polygon. Maybe about like hundred million dollars. It's opening weekend. Yeah. Or something. Yeah, the the first comment was like, I don't know how I'm going to explain this uh, to my son. <laughs> and then the next response, I assume as a joke. Right? <laughs> the next response, someone is like, someone is like, what do you mean? And he goes, I mean that DC finally made an actually good movie. <laughs> The whole Ooh, double yeah, joke, like, yeah. you got me. The whole world is yeah. topsy turvy. Yeah, so I definitely go do yourself a favor, go check it out. Um, really good. And I, th- I think also good. It's a good movie, movie theater movie because watching watching movies like that with an audience that kind of reacts a little bit is a lot of fun. So uh, we went on on Sunday and it was packed at noon. Went to matinee and then. People, of course, are reacting, clapping after the movie's done, and all sorts of and stuff. And taking selfies because oh, I'm sure yeah. that movies can kill you. Right. right. Yeah. Yep. Don't take selfies at the movie theater. Also, PSA, right there's not a post credit scene. So don't wait around like we did when you have to pee really bad. Yeah, it's not a Marvel movie. It is movie. DC, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. DC doesn't give a fuck about is it. Is there a word for that yet? <laughs> what? For the scene that comes after the credits. It's just I'm getting tired post- of calling it the scene that comes after the credits. The post credit scene. We got trailers. That comes before. It's it's like it's which cra- is weird. Credits bait, you know. Which is weird because a trailer is a thing that comes after. It something. actually goes behind. Yeah. So it should be well, unless you put the cart before the horse, right? Which is really what a trailer. So is. really, trailer is. the <laughs> thing that comes after the credits should be a trailer, and the thing that comes before the credits should be a horse. Yep. Yeah, but it's now the other way around. So now, so now I guess that part's the horse's ass. I guess. So that's a horse's <laughs> ass. <laughs> that's <laughs> the <laughs> part. <laughs> yeah. And then of course the, the movie, Wonder Woman the movie did not itself, have a horse's ass. Yeah. The okay. movie itself is a horse body. Yeah. <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> 
right There's there. a great horse's ass after yeah, the Guardians of the Galaxy movie, though. <laughs> There's like five horses. I haven't asses. seen that yeah. one either. You see that one? They have multiple horses' asses? They got yeah. tons of horse asses at the end wow. of Guardians. You guys sit Galaxy. there for like another movie. Yeah. You're just huh. sitting there watching these credits. It's like sometimes. a herd, a herd of horse asses. Interesting. Just bouncing around. All right. So uh, let's get to some questions. <laughs> these questions come from podcast.bscotch.net. If you want to get your questions on future episodes and shape the future of this podcast, literally, perhaps Mm -hmm. the world, definitely, mostly just this podcast, though, uh, go ahead and go to podcast.bscotch.net and ask us some questions. Here's the thing, though, butterfly effect, you know? Yeah. So you will shape the world in unknown and unpredictable ways that are enormous. But you you will cause hurricanes. What's going to happen is you're going to go in there, you're going to ask a question. It's going to take you three minutes to think of your question, type it. And then you're going to go run some errands. But because you were three minutes late, you either will die sudden, now or won't die. All of a sudden, <laughs> you might die. So Wait, wait. <laughs> you just said hurricane. And that reminded me of the hurricane. Mm-hmm. Which oh, your hurricane gel? This medicine, which is just a lidocaine gel. I've been rubbing on my side for the stupid shingles crap. It's called Kiracane. It, it numbs your whole everything. And mm-hmm. we were coming, like, we were just spitballing the other day during lunch, and we came up with a whole marketing strategy about Category 5 Kiracanes yeah. and yeah. how, what a missed opportunity this is yeah. for this company to just take the name and own it. Yeah, they really bungled that one. They bungled it. It also turns out you're not supposed to just put that on all the time whenever you want. But I did. Another PSA. No, that's that's is, what this a, is a very educational. That's what a category five Kiracane is. This is when you rub it on yourself five times a day. Yeah, and I you're I don't so care. numb. Then you can never feel again. Oh, I'm totally fine with yeah. that. You're it's, so numb that if you got yeah. hit by an actual <laughs> hurricane, you wouldn't even notice. That's also how I feel about so when I'm when I have like a really bad cold or something, and I look at the max dose of of you know yeah, you're anything, like, I'm like, I could probably take twice that. <laughs> <laughs> I could probably. I, I would rather be dead. If I die, I die. <laughs> right. But at least I went down swinging. He went so, down man. doing what he loved. Sam and I, Sam and I were talking about sleep problems, oh, and man. I was like, "There's, there's basically two ways about this. If you're having a hard time sleeping, just, just you know, in general, sort of falling asleep. You know, one is you could do some research on sleep hygiene. <laughs> Think about things like make sure you don't stare into bright lights like a computer screen for an hour before bed. Mm-hmm. Don't do anything that's too mentally taxing." For an hour before bed. Just make, be bored as fuck. Yeah, make sure to eat. Bed. Yeah, but then I was like, or you could, you know, continue to live <laughs> life as normal right up until the moment you go to bed. Then you lay there for three hours. Super aware. Be, super aware. Just becoming increasingly agitated that you mm-hmm. can't fall asleep. Yep. And then the more upset you get, the harder it is to fall asleep. Mm-hmm. And then eventually you go into the kitchen. <laughs> you pop open a bottle of whiskey. You take one huge gulp. <laughs> and you go back to bed. That is basically the story <laughs> of my life. Much. Apparently, all of us have used this technique at some point. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes it's the only way. We're yep. just like, my brain will not shut up. <laughs> I'm going to kill it. So I'm going to kill it. I'm going to punch it right in the lobes. Be fair that we don't do that often. Don't do that. PSA, don't do that. That's like a once a month yeah. thing. Don't do but that. Yeah. Don't rely it does on. happen. It's actually been a while that I've had to do that. It does happen often enough. It's only been a while because I've been taking Benadryl instead. Yeah. Which is just whiskey. <laughs> it's just whiskey. It's just whiskey in pill form. Really, all drugs are just whiskey. Yeah, just know? just drink whiskey unless you're unless you're young. but then you're not listening to this podcast because it's full of inappropriate for adults over the age of twenty one. <laughs> drinking right. age in the United States. In the United States, you can be a different age other places. Yeah, that's good. It just takes Americans longer to become adults. Is all. Just seems like, it. <laughs> <laughs> seems like it. Okay. Uh, so anyway, I guess we were talking about questions. These questions. Uh, all right. Podcast at bscotch.net, Blah blah blah. Go first there. Question, B square. First question comes from Digital Head, who says Digital Head. <laughs> nice. <laughs> their body's analog, but right. their head is digital. It's yeah. 
really weird. They must have a lot of dongles connecting the two. Yeah, there's a lot of adapters. <laughs> they get a lot of neck neck adapters. I guess that's really what a neck is, though, right? It's just a dongle that it connects that connects your head to your it's body. It's an adapter. It's an adapter. Yeah, yeah. gross. <laughs> yeah, because originally, like the first humans, just had their head just directly attached to their shoulders, but there was all kinds of compatibility problems. Right. And they so you had to put a dongle on there. Yeah, they had to like, oh shit, mm. we got to finish hooking this thing up. At some point, we might become too brave though and remove it. That's you know, too brave. This was a thing, Adam. There is. I don't know if there is. We have the courage exactly. to remove our necks. Because <laughs> <laughs> it turns out nobody wants a neck. No. All right. Uh, Digital Head <laughs> says, I started making games centered around things I hate in other games, like level grinding or over compli- overly complicated puzzles, and turning these aspects into something I would actually enjoy playing. How do you feel about this practice? This is exactly what I was going to talk about. I know. That's why I had to interrupt <laughs> you and tell you to wait. Perfect. So we actually, we were, we were talking about this uh, yesterday because we realized that, so Crashlands, none of us actually liked crafting games. Specifically, some of us actively disliked crafting yeah. games. Yeah. Um, Does that mean you? That's me. That's okay. Me. I, <laughs> just check. And then when we Since made. Since the time we started making it, there were only two of us, I guess. Yeah. That's right. So when we made <laughs> Quadrupus. Then that one was, we were like, roguelikes are dumb. Let's make one. So let's make one. (laughs) And the one thing we hated the most was being in a dungeon all the time. So we're like, and then we didn't want to have to draw walls. Why is every roguelike in a dungeon? Because you can't. Tropes, (laughs) Tropes, man. So there's that one. And then Tile Fight was, uh, we hated twin stick shooters. Yeah. Also Zelda, the first one, to be honest. Yeah. Not a fan. So <laughs> first, first um, people are going to burn down our entire Whatever. everything. Let yeah. them burn it. The graphics sucked. <laughs> <laughs> the graphics. So, the graphics. So, you know, we, we take these ideas of things that we hate. And the thing is, when you, when you hate something, I feel like you have, you have a more true understanding of what it is about that thing that upsets you than it is, than it was necessarily the case. If you love a thing, what, what is the thing about that that you enjoy? If you love a thing, you clone it. Yes. If you hate a thing, you, you prove make it. it new. Yeah. yeah. So that's we realize it's actually our technique, and all of us actually generally dislike card games. <laughs> and now <laughs> oh, I make it a card game. I hate card games. See? Yeah. So, Adam's so we're be, making one. Yeah. Adam's probably going to end up being like our lead designer on this because he's going to be like, nah. Yeah, well, the, and the, I think that. the rationale is if most of your dev team isn't a fan of the, the genre of thing that you're working on, then if you get that whole group to enjoy this product by making made a good change thing. to it. Then mm-hmm. you've then you've made something that can reel people in. And mm-hmm. actually we got this we got this comment with Crashlands. A lot of people would say, I've never liked crafting games, but for some reason I just decided to try Crashlands. Because we and, hate crafting games yeah, too. And I love the shit. <laughs> of it. Yeah. That's because we took all the stuff that we didn't like about them and we just just didn't yep. do those things. Mm-hmm. Then we did a bunch of other good stuff too. So it's a great strategy. I totally recommend. Yeah. But you know, yeah. So a lot of a lot of indie developers talk about make the game you love, make the mm-hmm. game that you want to play, mm-hmm. be the game you want to see in the world. I think it's more. So like, we say the opposite. It's kind of like if you're in, you, you get in a relationship with someone who you want to change. You know, it's kind of like that. We're like, yeah, so that's except, the best way. Except to go that's about a bad idea. Right. Oh no, it is. But I'm saying <laughs> in the games context, weirdly, it's a good idea, right? Because you're like, I hate everything about you. So this is another PSA. <laughs> another PSA. <laughs> another PSA. Don't get with somebody to change them. Yeah, because they won't. Because they won't. But if you could rebuild them from scratch. Like a robot. Like a yeah. robot. So yeah. if you could marry a robot, you know, you can do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So just do that. All right, next question comes from Twister, <laughs> but with a three. So Twist. Wait, where the? Twister? Twist. Well, it replaces the E. Is it a three that's laying down? So it just looks like a W? 
Uh, no, but it's a regular three in sort of normal <laughs> orientation. Are you what? sure it's not just a W? Uh, let me. No, nope, yep, that's <laughs> okay. a three. Right, that's cool. definitely right. a three. Right, carry on. <laughs> but there is a there is a W in there, which does look like a three on its side. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so just so I want to make sure that we're not. It might actually be a three on its side, though. I mean, it might be a three on its side. With UTFA, it, you never know. It's it might happening. be a three on its side. The three might actually be a W on its side. It's very, this is very confusing. Maybe just everything is a three. Everything might be a three on its side. Twist yeah. Twist says, I think uh, you've said quite clearly that bundles were a terrible idea in previous podcasts. Yeah. What made you change your mind? So we did we did kind of touch on this uh, we talked about a few already. weeks back, mm-hmm. but basically uh, we thought that after doing a bunch of digging, asking a lot of other people who did bundles, turns out they may just be separate markets. But it, but it also isn't. It's just not as clean as like bundles are bad. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because most bundles still are bad because most bundles are people trying to take advantage of developers. Yeah. Uh, the humble bundle is good. Humble bundle is to my knowledge, still like the only one that like one. is well-respected right. and everybody agrees that, it, that it's, there are it's a lot fine. of predatory bundles yeah. that just anybody who makes a game day one, they'll come in and be like, Hey, that's a nice game you got there. It'd be a shame if uh, we put it in our bundle and ruined everything for you forever. <laughs> right. And then people are like, yeah, let's do that. Yeah. So Yeah. yeah so there, there are still aspects of bundles that aren't, necessarily a good idea but it just you just have to know what you're getting yourself into and why you're doing it the humble bundle is good but But also not but it's not always good right Mm -hmm. it's not like when you launch your game we don't want to launch don't bundle bundle. yeah don't bundle your game on launch day so then it's important thing to keep in mind is that the the general life cycle of uh crashlands had been out for a year and some change by the time we did the bundle so we we were we're well past the we're deep in the tail we're we're deep in the tail so barely breaking even on expenses if we destroyed ourselves it'd be fine it'd be fine yeah, because whatever. Yeah, we'd be fine. So, uh, and also, we have a question by uh, from Flabsy. Flabsy, Flabsy says, uh, interesting talk about piracy last time. Also, bear in mind, I don't know when these questions were asked, so this might... This you probably question, could put some dates on it. This question might be 43 years old. It could be a... Uh, interesting talk about piracy. How do you feel about G2A? Is that a fair way to obtain your game? Nope. Considering the recent this is also bundles question. This basically. comes yeah. back to bundles, right? So G two A is a they're a, basically a Steam key reseller. So these yeah. refer to as a gray market. Yep. Just so you know, and generally you want to avoid things that are sold on a black market. Things that are sold on a gray market are not technically breaking rules, right? Yeah. But it's still a gray market, so it should give you a hint that maybe <laughs> things aren't quite above board in terms of what's happening there. We should so, talk about why though, right? And it's mostly because what's happening is is some unauthorized third party cuz cuz basically there's there's a license to distribute stuff right that is a thing that exists uh when we we have a deal with the various stores that we have like Steam and iTunes and so on the the agreement that we have with them that we've signed contractually with them is that they are allowed they are licensed to distribute the stuff that we make they have full right to do it and under the certain conditions that are applied and so on right uh when it comes to something like G2A we actually have no relationship with G2A they are not license to distribute our games. I'm actually right. not 100% sure it is even legal. I'm pretty sure it's actually illegal for them to distribute maybe um, games. They just, uh, they started to put in some checks supposedly, but you know, uh, so, so basically what happens is, and, th- and this is gets coupled with bundles because this is really where the main problem comes from. Because if somebody just like buys your game, decides they don't want it and then resells their key somewhere and they basically get their money back and something like, who gives a shit? It comes out the same, right? Uh, but that's not really what people use it for. What they use it for is to try to obtain cheap keys somehow, either when a bunch of keys got leaked and stolen, which is pretty common, 
Uh, or when predatory bundles sell enormous numbers of keys for really cheap without any protection mechanisms that prevent somebody from buying a thousand of them for a, a penny a piece, right? Well, the, the big thing is actually from credit card fraud. And credit card fraud. Because yeah. yep. you, you get the key when you make the credit card purchase before the credit card purchase is revoked. Right. And you just have the key. The key doesn't get revoked. And that's the thing to understand. It's like, and I think we do have, I think Steam does have the power now to revoke keys. Is it? Yeah, they do. Yeah, they and, do. So, and Humble actually will revoke those keys right. also. So, well, and, and there's a real cost of that too, because it actually costs, and I didn't know this until fairly recently, and so probably our listeners don't on average, but uh, if somebody does a chargeback because their yeah. credit card was stolen or something, it actually costs the the store, whoever sold the thing, it mm-hmm. cost them $15, no matter what the price was of the chargeback. So if you buy a game from us for a penny, right, out of something, and and then it turns out you did it fraudulently, you didn't just take a, a game for a penny. Who gives a fuck? I, that doesn't actually matter, yeah. right? But you actually did cause us to have to spend $15 yeah. to do that. And this is actually why this, this is, there are many reasons why things cost what they cost and so on, right? And there are many, there are many reasons why when you look at like the app stores and stuff, the cut that they actually give to us seems low, you know, from the outside. And actually in some ways it is. Um, but one of the things that they have to do is they have to eat the cost of all these chargebacks, mm-hmm. um, which, which consume a really significant percentage of all game sales. And it's especially problematic and dramatic when the things are cheap. Mm-hmm. So if you're selling $60 games and a small subset of those are a chargeback, then you, it's not it's that big of a deal, right? But if you're, if you're selling a dollar things and the same percentage are, are fraud, then that you actually lose an enormous amount of your revenue, mm-hmm. um, just sending it to credit card companies, right? Cause some asshole stole somebody's credit card. Yeah. The thing, the thing to understand about G2A is they, so they've, they've sort of made these interesting moves in the last, I guess, year or so trying to appease the developer community. Who's like, very could annoyed. you not? Could you fucking not yeah. do this? Could you not provide a marketplace for this? Um, so they, they've done a few things, and one of which that they've sort of touted around is this: is this idea that if you register with them, so if we go and so our games are being or are being sold, I think last time we checked, there like four keys of crash ends up. Yeah, we've done a good job of protecting our keys. So we yeah. Don't. So, but but if if it's the case that your games are being sold there, uh, you can actually go register with them as a distributor. In other words. Mm. There's it's the cart before the horse situation. So they have well, it's, a, it's a strong arm. Thing. So strong yeah, it's arm, yeah. like a protection racket. Yeah, yeah. and then yeah. <laughs> but I think it's like you get ten percent. So right. which is hilarious because the idea is supposed to be that you've already sold this key somewhere else. Supposedly is the idea. Yeah, and so now but, someone's going to resell it, and so you get a cut of that resale. So they're going to keep ninety percent. Right. Correct. So this is where this is where you have to understand that I think as far as G two A goes. It basically feels like a continuous slap in the face for developers because <laughs> right. they're like, no, 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 it's cool. Like you can just register to distribute with us since we're since we're selling since we're stolen, already just selling your shit, right. and then we're we'll illegally just give you, selling your stolen goods, and then we'll just give you ten. And we'll keep doing that. Yeah, but if you want a little bit of it, literally the tiniest, bit. the tiniest bit we can provide. Yeah, yeah. yeah so there, there have been there have been times fucked. where where we've been asked to meet with. Reps oh, yeah. uh, at you know GDC. Actually, I met like a guy from from G two A. I think maybe two GDCs ago. Yeah, um, but he had actually come from some other company that because we knew him from some other company yeah. that we had. Well, that's the only guy we've known. Yeah, we and it was funny because we, we so I started chatting with him and and then he then said that he's actually moved companies and was now at G two A. And I couldn't even hide the reaction on my face. And he was just like, he's like, I know he's like, he's like, we're, we're, we're trying to work on being better. And I was just like, whatever, dude, <laughs> could you just not be <laughs> could you just bad <laughs> <laughs> better than uh, anyways? Yeah. That's kind of like when people say eating bacon increases your risk of, of getting this particular cancer by 0.5%. Mm-hmm. It's all relative, but you know, being better at from something that is basically garbage mm-hmm. is not really a not high bar to set. It doesn't yeah. really mean anything, right? Mm-hmm. So, anyways, 
Uh, next question comes from Menelus. Uh, for the life of me, I cannot find the episode in which you discuss the various podcasts you guys all listen to. Uh, or maybe you don't listen to them anymore because of the hot duck challenge. <laughs> Uh, but could you refresh our brains on your faves? Sure. Well, I'll, I'll refresh the hot duck challenge concept real quick. So mm-hmm. the hot duck challenge that we issued a couple, six episodes back or something like that. Or like 15. Was it? It was a while back. Okay. Anyway, so probably the whole idea is, is weird. Yeah. All you do is turn off all your notifications on your, on your stuff so that you can focus. It's basically the extent of it. Yeah. Um, Pretty straightforward. And one of the things we talked about was listening to podcasts. And Adam apparently has a habit of listening to podcasts basically constantly. All the time. So... One of his his big pieces for the hot dog challenge was not listening to this podcast while he was doing stuff. So focus on the task at hand. I actually I haven't been listening to podcasts basically at all. I got YouTube Music because it comes with YouTube Red. Yeah, oh. and so I just been listening. I just have a playlist that I've been slowly building that I listen to when I drive around. I have a playlist that I didn't have to build because it's just a Danny Baranowski playlist. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Just so, yeah. If you want a good playlist, just type Danny Baranowski. Uh huh. Just playlist. Well, so yeah. So I've been doing that, but I did <laughs> I did actually on the way to work today. Weirdly. Uh, did listen to a Radio Lab episode about, about pistol shrimp making bubbles. Oh, expert. I heard that one. Is that a, is cool. that an older one? It's older. Yeah. It's an older one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I actually, I basically, I, I don't really listen to podcasts. I so guess. I, I still do. I just now almost exclusively do it while driving. Mm-hmm. Um, but now all the things that I have to like chores and stuff, I now try to just think about stuff while I'm doing it instead. But I have, I have changed my lineup out a bit, so I can just kind right, of like go got? through. I got them up on my phone, so I can say. So of course the NPR podcast still right. So like your This American Life, Radio Lab, that kind of stuff. I've actually been kind of like losing favor over some of them. Like Freakonomics is starting to starting to get like really wishy washy yeah. and not actually. I don't, I don't feel like I'm learning things anymore. I feel like I'm hearing things that I should be arguing with, you know, which is, <laughs> which is less fun. Maybe you've just uh, gotten so smart from listening to Freakonomics. That's possible. Maybe, that maybe now I now know too much. You know too much and now you're dangerous. Um, and uh, so I still listen to my brother, my brother and me. But that also is taking kind of a weird slant where they seem to be angry at each other all the time. So that's getting a little weird. Hmm. Well, I may, and I may drop that one. And they, they have started baking in all these other things. Like they have the Munch Squad, yeah. which is now they're like they have a show within a show where they pick up press releases from fast food companies. Yeah. And go through them. And then but it's like, read them. but it's always like a, it's like a 15 minute segment of the hour where yeah. it used to be an advice show. And now they've like mm-hmm. inserted this other show in the middle of it, which yeah, it's getting, it's getting weird. So, so yeah. Yeah. Well, they only end up hitting like four questions per episode. And the whole point of the podcast is to answer questions. Mm, Yep. So it's kind of getting weird. Um, But some phones I picked up. So something true is pretty good. It's Mm. like, it's tackling something like stories from the history or footnotes of history or whatever. And they just pick some really weird thing. And this guy, uh, and so it's it's written by somebody then read by somebody who has a great like reading voice, you Mm -hmm. know? And, uh, and it's just like, it's just a very strange, goofy stories where they, you know, have some character voices and then make up some bullshit dialogue and stuff. And so it's, that one's quite fun and mm-hmm. very enjoyable. Uh, and then the other one. Yeah. Then there's one more that I started listening to outside the ones that we talked about in the past, which is the beef and dairy network, mm. <laughs> which, which I'd heard advertised yeah. before. I haven't listened to it yet, but yeah, it's and, winning all kinds of awards. Yeah. And conceptually it sounded incomprehensible. It's just like, cause the advertisement sounds like it's an advertisement for, you know, like a thing called the beef and dairy network, which you then have to explicitly tell you, by the way, this is like a comedy show and this is a joke. Right. right? Uh, but you have to, you then as the listener asking what, the f- how could this what be funny? This? What even right. is this? And so at some point I was just like, I heard enough advertisements. Like, fine, I'll just give it a shot. It is weird as fuck and quite, <laughs> quite hilarious. So, <laughs> awesome. uh, sounds worth giving it a try. But yeah, otherwise it's the same kind of stuff that 
I've been listening to most of it. And then also up first, which is a new NPR thing. So every, Ooh. every morning is 10 minutes and it's just like recapping really what Trump did yesterday. Pretty much. That's just what the news is. Uh, but, it, but it is, it's very well informed and it's, and it's, uh, it's, it's now the way that I keep up to date with the news because I don't want to deal with all the rest of it. And, and it is informed. And it also, like we talked about in a past episode, it's always better to get your news sometime after it happened because then smart people will have thought about it and right. put it into context for you. Right? And you won't get all the garbage mixed yep. in. And so, so this is a really good way to do it, I think, because it's still recent enough that like you could make decisions based on it if you need to um, and feel like you're up to date, but not so close to it that you're just listening to idiots on CNN ramble on right. about. We, we may have heard that this is true, but we don't know. We actually, turns out we just talked to some random person on the street about it and they said that this is what happened. But if it was going to happen, here's what would happen. <laughs> Let's make a computer model of it happening. Yeah, yeah, so I've been, I, uh, I had been listening to Freakonomics. I don't listen to quite as many podcasts because I don't commute because I work in my own basement. So that does help. Like while I'm walking down the stairs, it just doesn't take long yeah, enough. Right. Uh, you can just a, try walking to get a whole podcast. It <laughs> just take one step every five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had been listening to, there's a podcast called Make Me Smart. Yeah, I started that one too. Which is okay. Yeah, it's okay. Um, it's a really steep demand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like, it's usually it's, easy to make. Well, it's, it's kind of like what you were talking about <laughs> where it's like, it's a lot of it is sort of news focused. Yeah. But it's after the fact, they've thought through the implications. They bring in experts to talk about, you know, at length about whether something actually, like most of the time what they're trying to figure out is, should this even be a thing that we care about? Yeah. Which really? I do appreciate. You know, I do enjoy which that. Which is nice. Um, but yeah, I had been trying to find some good podcasts about philosophy. Um, still haven't found one. That isn't full of people mostly throwing around uh, weird like ism words that mm-hmm. I don't have never heard of in my entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can't get into any philosophy podcast yet because they're too jargony. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe someone can recommend one for us. Yeah, so hopefully somebody can. Uh, there was one that I was listening to that was great, and then they just stopped after twenty episodes. So that was well. I mean, once you you know they ran out of they, about they ran out of all the philosophy <laughs> yeah, they did all the talk about they did all the philosophy mm-hmm. um and there was one that i found that i definitely don't recommend but i think it's worth noting is <laughs> i think it was called something like this week i learned and it's uh it was a single person and basically they would compile all of these news articles about scientific studies mm. And then they would talk about all these amazing new things that had happened in science over the past week um, usually focused around like nutrition, dieting, you know, sleep, all the mm-hmm. stuff that gets really, really sensationalized mm-hmm. in the news. And it's probably a bad science to start out with. Yeah. The yeah. science was bad. The reporting on it was even worse. And then it's going through this, this next person down the chain of command who's interpreting a bad article about bad science <laughs> badly. <laughs> Um, and so I started, I listened to one episode of it and then I was just like screaming the whole time. I'm like, I can't, oh no, like so many people are going to be misinformed by this. Uh, so that so, we got the butterscotch stamp of disapproval. Disapproval. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think one important note that is, is true that everyone's like, I hear these things and I just, I get start getting angry. I'm like, you're just, there are going to be thousands of people listening to this and just now being wrong. Yeah. About important stuff. So, you know, as with all things, uh, anybody can have a podcast as we are demonstrating. You know, whether they're qualified or not. So, uh, you know, just just be sure to be a critical thinker about the the things that you're consuming. But otherwise, The Adventure Zone. The Adventure Zone is a Dungeons and Dragons podcast by the McElroy Brothers. That one is still good. Super good. It is, you know, it it takes a while for them to put those episodes together because it's a couple weeks Mm -hmm. per per. uh, Like there's a lot of editing that goes in. They really trim it down to make it really punchy and stuff. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but it's really good. And if you're not really into Dungeons and Dragons, listen to it anyways, because it's, it's just hilarious. All right. So next question comes from just some dude who says, if you were forced to get a tattoo of any video game character, who or what would that be? Forced. Forced. There's a gun to your head. There's two guns to your head. One gun to your, your knee and another gun just off to the side, just in case. <laughs> right. And you got to get a Wait, tattoo. So there's four guns? There's four guns. <laughs> so there's four people? Your, there's three guns to your body. One person is somehow holding all, all of three of them. Right. Okay. They got a knee gun I'm pointed sorry. at your knee. <laughs> They're probably using their knee to hold that gun. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm painting a picture of this question so that we get a better sense it's of. spooky. Right. So there's a. There's also a ghost holding a gun. <laughs> there's a ghost holding a gun. There's a person holding two guns to either side of your head, mm-hmm. which is dangerous for them because if they shoot, they're going to also shoot through your head and in shoot themselves yeah. in the hand. Right. But they don't even care because that's how crazy they are. <laughs> Okay. You're getting a tattoo. Because you're getting this tattoo. Those are good <laughs> like, if you were forced to get a tattoo of a video game character, I guess that's the question. What would you force on someone to get a tattoo of? Of that's, a video game character? Better, right? Well, yeah, here, like, well, here's the question. It sounds like we get to choose. Well, it this just is, has this to is be the weird part is somebody <laughs> is putting two guns to your head and a ghost is putting a gun to your knee and they're saying, you have to get a tattoo <laughs> of a video game character. What would you, if you're in a situation where you could essentially threaten someone's life and make them get a tattoo but of they a video still, game character. But still within a dome, they could choose. No, no, no. I'm saying like, so so you get to choose, right? As the ghost? So say, say so you're, you're the, the ghost. Wait you're a the, minute. You're the antagonist in this. Because I wouldn't, am I being forced to force this person to do it? Because I wouldn't. Maybe I that's wouldn't what the ghost somebody. is doing. Maybe the ghost has the gun to the person that has the two guns. Wow. Oh, and you and this makes sense then because you can't. Now, you finally, can't this dis- question makes sense. Yeah, you was, can't discern the motives of a ghost. No, you can't. You know. You also can't know if like how crazy they really All right. are. So, so, so really just to kind of so just kind of reframe the question. Okay. Uh, if a ghost forced you to force somebody to get a tattoo of a video game that you demanded that they get, what would you have them get? I would make them get Kirby tattooed on their face. <laughs> but like with his mouth open. Oh, so that shit. their mouth is now Kirby's mouth? So like their whole face is just a big hole. Oh, man. Yes. <laughs> I would. So I guess there's a question of whether we can ask the person, you know, questions. Are you, well, well, I guess, what's your goal, though? Because my goal is, well, I want to know is where the most you, antagonism possible. I want to know where you're going to get this tattoo. You can tell them where to get. I guess that you tell them where and what. I was kind of question of like, what's the most hideous or embarrassing thing you could get, you could force someone to get tattooed on? I just, I, you know what? Around. For the irony of the situation, I would have them get a tattoo of one of the ghosts from Pac Man. Nice. Mm. On their, on their peck. Just a pick, just like a small one. Just yeah. Like a little. Yeah. Maybe you got a Pac-Man. Kind of like upper chest area. You get a Pac-Man that's approaching the nipple. Yeah. Also, you know. <laughs> I think what, and what I also would do, do like tattoo more nipples in between the nipples so that it looks right. like a chain of the things yeah. that yeah. Pac-Man eats. Perfect. Yeah. What I would do, because clearly this is, this is actually, this is a situation we just all need to get out of alive. Right. So, yeah. So what I would do is I would force them to get, I would go back to the ghost. I would take like the Mario ghost or something. Right. Um, and tattoo that under where the two barrels of my guns are. Yeah. Because ghosts then get bound to the tattoo, right? Because now. Yeah, you've locked when the you, And curse. now I'm just going to shoot. Because now when I shoot, though, it's not going to actually go into the person's head. It's going to go through the, the ghost tattoo and yeah. into the ghost. That's right. Which is the only way to kill a ghost. <laughs> yeah. And then we would all be saved. You got to bind it. Done. You got to, well, or you got to bind it to someone's head. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a. It's a, that's a, it's a, a very risky. tricky situation. Yeah. You got to bind it. I hope those are small bullets and a big tattoo. It would have to be. Yeah. 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 But that, yeah, that's the only, that's the only situation in which, you know, I think that, I think everybody gets what they want. Mm-hmm. And I think also 
an interesting thing about it is that when you shoot through the tattoos and the ghost dies, the tattoos also disappear. Yeah, because it turns out they were temporary tattoos. <laughs> no, they were real, but they were just bound to the ghost. You know, so now when the ghost, so dies, they were temporary. So they were temporary then. Only, I mean, <laughs> only if the ghost dies, in the yeah. sense that they're the, that they're ethereally I mean, bound to a ghost. Yeah, but ghosts locked, are right? normally immortal, though, right? So, like, if you don't yeah. actually kill a ghost, then it is permanent. Is the ghost immortal? Because it's already dead. Yes. Can you be immortal if you've already died? Yeah, immortal means living forever. I guess it would be. It's being dead forever. Immuerto. <laughs> Where it is permanently dead. I guess. <laughs> I guess that's true of everybody. Who yeah. Dies. Yeah, it is. Well, I guess if you're, if you're permanently undead, though, because that's really what they are, right? Because they're they're still kind of a living entity. They're dead, but somehow animated, basically. Right. So they're inanimate. But animated they're means inanimate. to give inanimate. life. Inanimate yeah. object, so. <laughs> it's an inanimate object. Yeah, that's right. Inanimate. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I hope that answers that question. That was a good. Seemed perfectly clear. Perfectly clear. Yeah. Uh, Kulabula asks, what spoken language? <laughs> Would you guys like to learn? Assuming you were magically granted two extra hours per day to do so by an underachieving wizard who apparently has nothing else to do and also can't just give you the ability to learn the language. All he can do is provide some extra time. But can somehow <laughs> manipulate the fabric of space time. I don't know if he's to extend the day only for you and no one else. And you're only allowed to learn a language in those two hours. Well, so this comes to the conversation that Sam and I had yesterday. Interesting one. About. We probably already do have two hours in the evening. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, what else are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> I, think, well, I think Chinese would probably be the one. That's what I would do. It's my wife's language, so that'd be good. Her family's language. I'm going there next year. Mm-hmm. So I got to make sure that I can talk to people. Mm-hmm. And tell them to let you use chopsticks and not try to bring you spoons. That was yeah. my experience. You know, what would be, you know what you should do? You should ask for a second spoon and use the spoons like chopsticks. <laughs> yeah. You'd be like, I don't know. These are weird chopsticks. <laughs> Whatever you guys, whatever, whatever you people do. I don't know what kind of crazy cultural thing you guys have in this region using spoons like using spoon shaped chopsticks. But you know, but when, you know, when in Rome, when in Rome, mm-hmm. use two spoons like chopsticks. Yeah, that's the like, same. Totally Adam, yeah. what would you learn? You would probably learn Chinese. I'd also. learn Chinese, yeah. Yeah, you guys are both married to uh, Chinese speakers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that sort of sort of makes sense. Given. Would you I, learn mean, I mean, obviously, I would learn, I would learn uh, Portuguese. Yeah, I mean, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple countries where Portuguese is spoken. Mm-hmm. Um, Brazil, so Brazil, it's a good place. I think probably uh, what I would Portugal. learn actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I would just go ahead and learn the universal language. Yeah, which is the so one. math. No, no, just oh, like the actual. I think universal it's language. just facial expressions. Yeah, well, you know, it's the one where you just read somebody's like thoughts by what how they just do things, you know. So that but how? But it's got to be a saying. spoken language. So how do you speak it? You just always are speaking it. Oh uh, shit! Once, once you know it, you have to know it first, though, right? It's, no, I would probably, I'd probably learn, I'd probably learn Hindi or Chinese. Do you have to vocalize to speak? You know, to speak. I mean, no, because like as after you said that, I could tell you were now waiting, and there were just ellipses coming. Exactly. Out, but if you hadn't said it, saying? but if you hadn't said it and only just sat there staring, it would have been harder to discern so, what kind of an answer so you wanted. Some, <laughs> some portion of my language is spoken, and some not. Yeah. So what if you could just become a master of the unspoken language? A master language? of body language. Yeah. Because then you, maybe you could just. You just walk into a room and you just give somebody a very particular combination and of looks like, and gestures. Yes, just- sir, right away. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be good. That's kind of like my dog. That is, yeah, also, that is yeah. also what happens in basically every fucking story, like in a book. 
somehow characters just communicate like an entire thoughts to each other just by like you know, he raised his eyebrow in a way that indicated and then it explains indicated that he wanted process. me to put a gun to someone's head and force them to get a tattoo of <laughs> <laughs> it was so the only way we would take care of this ghost <laughs> it's yeah it's possible we misinterpreted the but it's also the, the case so this is actually kind of a trade-off <laughs> is uh when you become a fictional character you gain the ability to perfectly read body language right but you also lose the ability to understand when it's important to give somebody meaningful information in order to further the plot right Mm -hmm. yeah because as we all know if you ever watch the show 24 for example Mm -hmm. that uh when it is the most opportune and most important time to tell information to the exact person who could solve your problem you definitely don't do that yeah, absolutely because not. you can't trust them, Mm-mm. you know? Yep. So then you don't do that. Then 14 episodes later, they find out while your life has gone to complete shit because you just didn't say anything because mm-hmm. you're a fictional character. And that's, mm-hmm. that's right. That's the trade off, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> uh, all right. Next question comes from uh, Adamus who says, I personally hate it. When I see reviews for games and they say stuff like, I really love this game, but, and then they give it three stars. Do you guys have any video game related peeves? We're we talking about game butts or we're talking about games. That's my first question. Game, game butts. <laughs> the game butt. It's a three out of five star game. Three butt. out of five star game. Could butt. Have done more squats. I love this Turned game, but <laughs> <laughs> I love this game, love this. but it's game, butt. Yeah, but this yeah. exact thing is a is a recurring joke in the office. Where yep. We'll say about how much we love something and be like, and then just follow it up with one out of five stars. Yep. Yeah. Because yeah, this happens all best, of the day. Best time. cookie I've ever had. But actually, this stars. one bothers me a lot less than the one where somebody just gives it a one star and they say, "This is fine, but if you do this, I'll give you five stars." Yeah. When people believe that out of ten thousand reviews that they can hold a game hostage mm-hmm. by withholding one of their five stars yeah. and who, demand some new who feature. Who do you think you are? <laughs> what? Uh, and the problem is, the problem is as a developer, like in some of these stores, you have the ability to reply, mm-hmm. right? But you, it's against the rules for you to just reply, be like, LOL, you know? Yeah. So you can't. Is it against the rules? Wait, what are the rules? I think if, you, if you're if you a little snarky, then, then you can't be, you can't strip get your snarky. privilege. You can't get snark to people. Yeah. So but somebody, we don't use it anyway. So what if we just were snarky until we lost our privilege? Yeah. So somebody's like, yeah, uh, I'm down. I like this game. Uh, could be better if it was in 3D. Make it 3D. I'll give you five stars. <laughs> for now, I'll give it four stars. And you can just reply and be like, nah. Nah. Yeah, nah. That'd be great. Uh, but you can't. You can't do that. I think mm-hmm. it's too, too snarky. But I think you know, there's people respect it a lot nowadays. I think because there's respect the snark. Yeah, because yeah. so you know with with the fact that everybody's reviewing everybody constantly in everything now. It's like your Uber it's driver. Refreshing to have somebody just be like, I don't give a shit. Yeah, <laughs> I love when I'm going through like Angie's list to find a plumber or something. You know, mm-hmm. I love the ones where there's like it's like all A's and then an F, and there's just somebody complaining about something, mm-hmm. and the person comes in and it just just, just destroys yeah. them. Yeah, and there's like actually this person did call, but then said all of these things that don't make any sense. And I was like, no, we can't do that. That doesn't make any mm-hmm. sense. And then they yelled at me because I said I wouldn't do a thing that didn't make any sense. I'm like, I like this person. Yep. Yep. Higher. Yeah. Anytime, yep. anytime I see a series of positive reviews and then like a negative review mixed in, I'm always like, that person's just a dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, That's just an angry person. It's an interesting thing too with the, with the whole five, like the star system, because- you know, Steam has switched to this. And I think Netflix has switched to this as well now where they mm-hmm. just use the thumbs up or thumbs down. Yep. Because the reality is like giving something five stars means a different thing than just saying, yeah, this is good. Right. Yeah. 
Because so, the question is really, do, should I watch this? Yeah, do you need that level of detail? Yeah. No, you don't. You don't need that level of granularity at all. Well, because so, the way I always look at it is when I'm looking at games, I'm like, if it's below four stars, I'm usually very dubious. Yeah, exactly. Because right? that's, 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 that's 80% means, on Steam. Exactly. And that means yeah. it's not recommended. And they've shown that, yeah. uh, in that in one of those GDC talks we went to, basically the Metacritic score of 80 is sort of the the break even point or the, the break point between games that tend to do basically better by a margin above then the game's below. Mm-hmm. And because basically what that means is 80 is four or five, which you're like, this is good. That means one in mm-hmm. five people didn't like it, which yeah, again comes cares? down to, that's a small enough fraction now that those people might just be angry. Yeah. So who cares? Or just have different tastes, which yeah. also who cares? So, so, I think it's or some combination thing. of being angry and having different yeah, tastes. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. things, things don't have, ratings only make sense for things like, does it work? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How well does it work? That kind of stuff. But when, otherwise, it just all comes down to taste. And who just who gives a fuck? Because all you really care because I don't think we need stars or anything. Like we don't need to show it. We just need to basically say which which uh, Netflix has started to do too. They actually mm-hmm. put a little percent there of like how likely they think it is that you're also going to like that thing. Right. Which you can do just by letting everybody give thumbs up or thumbs down, see what you like relative to other people, and then be like, probably you will also like this. And that's all I want to know. Right. I don't care if somebody was kind of upset because they prefer crafting games in this. Mm-hmm. crafting component. Well, I also noticed that Steam, so they have their, their, you know, they're constantly making storefront changes and stuff. And mm-hmm. I, I noticed that I opened it up uh, last night and they recommended a game to me that I definitely would never play. Yeah. And they were like, just because it's just, I have no interest in this particular co- like type of game. Maybe uh, we should make that. Was it a dating sim? Let's get on that. Yeah, it was <laughs> Emily is a way to. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got nothing against it. I'm just not interested. So, uh, and it recommended it to me because somebody on my friends list. Oh, yeah. It. That's been doing that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? I have like 150 people on my Steam friends yeah. list. What makes. And you're not friends with them because they play the same games you do. They're just, they're my friends. They're just your friends. So, <laughs> so, yeah, that's an interesting problem mm. too is. Yeah, I need to turn that off. Is there a way to turn that off? They have yeah. some pretty good customization in there. Okay. I'm going to be turning that off. Yeah. Because yeah, I noticed that a little while ago too. It was some, it was some just like shitty looking thing. And it said, oh, your friend, whatever recommended this. And I was like, or played this or whatever. And I was like, I know exactly why that person would play this. Yeah. Not for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the next game it, uh, that it recommended was like, we recommended this to you because you've you been would playing like games tagged like this. Right. And I looked yeah. at it, I was like, shit, yeah. That looks <laughs> great. And then I put that on my wish list. What was that? Because we actually, we got our reviews back from our from our course that we taught. Mm-hmm. This is one interesting thing because they've, of course, course evals are a thing, right? So students are given the, a wand of power at the end of the course. I guess you did rate your students also with grades. We did. Everybody so, rates each other. Everybody yeah. rates just like what you do nowadays, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we made it very clear when we, we told them to, we're like, okay, so the course evals are up. Uh, if you could take 10, 15 minutes to do that sometime between now and the end of the course, would be great because that way we can know how well we did. Uh, but also just keep in mind, we don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember the like, look on the face was like sort of, we're like, just be honest. Cause just Frank, remember you actually have no power. Yeah. yeah I we, don't care. We were like, if you I feel like we zero. did a bad job, then just say so. Because honestly, like we're game developers. We're not college professors. So mm-hmm. we're, t- we're teaching this yeah. course as an experiment. Uh, My identity is not tied to teaching this course at all. Yeah. So if you yeah. feel like we did a shitty job, just say so. <laughs> Give us a bad review. Yeah. Yep. They're just like, okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's a refreshing yeah, this level isn't of your honesty. career. You can't get fired. You're not on it. You can't get. You can also can't go up a ladder. You just. Yeah, you just teach it was, you ju- it was just a thing that we did yeah. for a semester. Um, it is really fun when people don't have that power over you, though. Mm-hmm. It's very liberating. People have the power over you that you let them have, or sometimes they just do have power over yeah, you, which literally. sucks. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, 
I hope that answers whatever the question was. <laughs> uh, I think it's all the time we have. There's one thing episode. that we forgot to talk about, which what? we should not now, but we can later. Okay. Which is a news item, which is that Steam Direct announced a price. Oh, yeah. It's, well, let's just talk about it real quick. 100 bucks. It's $100. $100 reduce. What is, the, what is Steam Direct? What's the point? So Steam, so Steam used to have green light where if you were somebody who had a game and you wanted to publish it but didn't have a publisher, didn't have a relationship with Steam, et cetera, then you could basically throw it out to the fans on Steam and be like, hey, do you guys want this? Importantly, it used to cost $100. To, to, per game or to do it? To do it. When green light was first announced for like the first, I don't know if they ever actually made it that way or if they just announced it that way and then backtracked. But it originally was going to be $100 just to put your game onto Greenlight. Yeah. There was a huge community backlash. Everybody said, there's all these indie developers out there now who somehow were able to spend two years of their life making a game and but, still remain but financially solvent. Save a dollar but then couldn't, over the course, days over to, the course yeah. of 700 days of development, <laughs> save a handful of pennies every day to get their game onto Greenlight. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so that was the argument. And then, of course, we ended up with a bunch of garbage and green light. Yeah. Uh, so there you basically, go. The, the Steam Direct, they were dev- they were debating between uh, a minimum of 100 bucks or a maximum of $5,000 to be able mm-hmm. to just literally what you do is you pay the fee and you put your game on Steam. So there's, yep. which is there's how no curation. Yep. Mobile, well, mobile does it a little bit differently, which is that mobile is like a one time. All right. Yeah. You pay as a developer per year. Per year. But not, not per game, which, as we said before, we think it should be per yeah. game. So, uh, and, and again, the reason is not, it's not to keep people... It, well, I mean, it is to keep people out, actually. Um, yeah, it's, it's to, to keep, keep professional stuff yeah. out. So uh, the reality is that it's at 100 bucks, and probably it's going to do nothing. I'm not sure what the point yeah, is. It's, it's not high enough. It's, to, yeah, it's a low enough thing. number that people can, people can, if they're having a hard time coming up with the money, they can postpone their launch or something mm-hmm. and come up with the 100 bucks. Uh, or they can find a publisher yeah. who will just be like, yeah, we'll front the $100, no problem, right? Um, yeah, there, if you, if you have an, any, in any way, a remotely decent game, finding a hundred dollars to get it up, to get it published should, should not be yeah. an issue. Um, mm-hmm. but I think that may just be true in general. Mm-hmm. Like if you, if you're really determined, no matter the quality of your game, you can get the hundred dollars. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, I think, I think it will cut down on stuff that we see a lot in the mobile stores, which is, which is like student games and hobby games and stuff that people just like want to put out and also put out thinking, well, like I can just do it. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and maybe, maybe I'll get lucky. And that's, that's basically the, that's the strategy I think the vast majority of people publishing yeah. on mobile have is just, I made a thing. It is what it is. Maybe I'll get lucky and then put it out. I will say you can still put your games up on itch for free. So yeah. if you're, if you're looking for a platform to just put something out there without the intention of it being a commercially viable product or it's an experiment or mm-hmm. whatever, like there's still platforms for that. Mm-hmm. Right. I think it's just understanding the purpose of any given platform and steam is a commercial games platform. Yep. So, and hell, maybe you can raise a hundred dollars by selling your game mm-hmm. on, on itch and use that to, you know, put it up on there's, there's always a way like, you know, these, these things don't, these don't keep out people who really are determined, are determined. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think it might, it might still not keep out enough people who aren't actually determined. Right. And right. just kind of like throw, throw a little bit of money at it. Yeah. Um, but I think, but I, I do think this is this is better. This is better than the mobile model of just the yearly developer fee. Um, it is. And I think it's the truth is it, this does not affect us. It doesn't affect us, and, I, and it actually, all. it won't affect it won't affect anybody but but hobbyists and people mm-hmm. who are doing this like really part time, right. or people who are just super strapped for cash. Um, which again, that, that's going to be a rare person who's making a commercially viable product who's also that strapped mm-hmm. um, for cash. Um, so I don't know. But in which case, they can. Get a publisher. Yeah, right. So, there, which there, there are ways. Which doesn't cost you anything. And actually, if it's a good publisher, the publisher will also 
fund your development mm-hmm. and yeah. do everything else. Right? right. So there's plenty of ways. Um, yeah. So our thought, probably nothing's going to ha- happen. Yep. Yeah. But I, yeah, I am okay. curious to see just how it looks though. Just again, compared to mobile stores. Well, we were looking at, we were like, oh shit, maybe we should put uh, Quadrupus and Talfite up there. Cause yeah. it only costs a hundred bucks <laughs> instead of like, let's six throw weeks. our garbage on. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, they're actually, they're solid games. Uh, but uh, yeah, off. I think towel fight is not, it would need to be re-engineered for PC cause it has all these touchscreen controls and stuff like that. But, mm-hmm. um, it does open up the, the option for that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's about all we know. Cool. Uh, all right. So we'd like to thank our studio wrangler, Monique, who is back. And she put this episode together for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'd also like to thank our producer, fat bard for making us sound decent despite our best efforts despite our best efforts to sabotage everything last week we laid our laptop on a (laughs) on the microphone cord Mm -hmm. to adam's microphone which then caused all kinds of magnetic interference Mm -hmm. but somehow fat bard still managed to salvage the audio so hopefully this time we fucked it up good enough that he can't (laughs) can't redeem it it's a perpetual arms race yeah Mm -hmm. uh we'd also like to thank uh the rest of the bscotch dev team andy tifa and sure for just continuing to kick ass and build cool stuff and chew bubble gum and chew bubble gum, but they're running out of bubble gum. So they're pretty much just going to have to kick ass all day now. Uh, we'd also like to thank our community moderators who keep our discord and forums running. And, uh, we'd like to thank our listeners, of course, you all for coming back every week to listen to us talk about shit. (laughs) (laughs) A little salty today. Yeah. Well, you know, it's Tuesday. Uh, (laughs) Salt so also, if uh, <laughs> any of you want to get more involved in the more uh, in the butterscotch community, hop into our Discord server. It's at bit.ly/bsdiscord. Uh, we're in there a lot. Other people are in there a lot. We have like 150 mm-hmm. regulars. So just just hop on in. Uh, also, we don't advertise this show, so we depend completely on word of mouth. Uh, so if you want to help us grow, tell your friends, tell your enemies. You know, if you or I guess if you hate the show, tell your enemies about mm-hmm. it. You know, mm-hmm. just just throw it into their laps and see mm-hmm. how how much worse their life gets. Yeah. Uh, then go ahead and hit up iTunes. Give us some stars. Three, five, possibly seven stars. Uh, that'll so help offset us. all those other lower reviews. Yeah, uh, every little bit helps. Gotta pull up that average. Yeah. So thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.